You're listening to the International Continent Society podcast. ICS is the leading international multidisciplinary organization for medical professionals working in the field of incontinence. ICS provides the latest scientific and clinical updates to professionals in the field. Welcome to the ICS podcast. Um, today we've got um, Paula Igualada Martinez with us, um, who is our physiotherapist, who is now the incoming physiotherapy chair for ICS, um, which is fantastic. Um, and my name is Alison Hainsworth, and I'm a colorectal consultant, and I'm part of the education committee. Um, we both work at Guys in St. Thomas's, and we were in ICS in Vienna. Um, over the last week. Um, During this episode, we're going to discuss our top sort of interesting points from the conference, um, point you in the right direction for reviewing those, um, and tell tell you what we thought. Um, So Paula, would you like to um, get started and tell me about um, one of the things you enjoyed the most? Hi, Alison. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, there has been a few things. I mean, obviously, being in Vienna uh, face-to-face has been um, an amazing experience, right? we just come back to the uh, getting to uh, see each other, catch up, buy a coffee. I mean, we have really enjoyed last week overall, isn't it? And so I think for me, one of the highlights has been there. And I think, mm-hmm. you know, um, if anything, we should... If obviously pandemic, you know, allowance, we should continue to meet face to face. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but um, I think when it comes to these sessions, there has been a few things. I mean, obviously, we have a huge variety in terms of offering, right? So we have workshops, we have the scientific sessions, you know, um, and obviously from the physiotherapy point of view, we had the physiotherapy forum. And I think for me, the physiotherapy forum this year um has been quite well organized in a way that actually touched and in all the different areas that physiotherapists work so we had you know mindfulness over you know as a treatment for overactive bladder and then we had um treatment of chronic anal fissures and we also have um you know sort of um male um dysfunction um so you know if you haven't actually watched it already as a physiotherapist um, it's a good update. Obviously, Carrie, uh, Carrie Ball talked about pelvic floor muscle training for prolapse, and and, and Chantal did a beautiful um, um, summary of the ICI um, chapter that's about to publish at the end of the year. So, if anyone wants the latest evidence in terms of you know um, conservative management of pelvic floor dysfunction, then the physiotherapy forum um, is a must. Well, well, I think that. I couldn't go to it, but I think I'm going to have to listen to some of this because it sounds absolutely fantastic. Mm. Um, and and obviously you're going to be um, influencing what happens next in the physiotherapy um, and committee. So you'll be carrying on with some of these things. But what about the um, the conservative scientific um, session? How was that? So I think this year again, there has been quite... A lot of um, input, you know, um, from all over the world. I think 
I have, for example, really, um, although I haven't seen them, but I have already uh, watched the recording, so it's not really available for anyone to watch. But um, do you know, like how um, in the at least in the NHS in the UK, we're still doubting if we should ab- adopt a hybrid model of online versus face-to-face um, approach. So, you know, for example, there was two um, abstract presented by, you know, one from the States, uh, from Heidi Brown, and the other one from Chantal de Milan. One was about, you know, sort of, um, can we deliver the same care in terms of prevention of pelvic floor dysfunction by online and confirm that it's, it's equally as effective. And secondly, the adoption of an online pelvic floor muscle training group for women over over 50. So, you know, that was quite good. Um, I think, for example, from the Eurogyne session, you know, um, the abstract from Susan Hagen and the group about self-management of pessary, again, is quite relatable to clinical practice and how you know, actually it's cost effective. So again, do you know how we will, we always have this conversation at work about the the management of um, pessaries and so on. So really good study with really good outcomes. So definitely um, have a look uh, and and watch it. And then again, one of the other ones as well, it's pelvic floor dysfunction up to a year postpartum and how in particular women with oasis are more likely to have um, you know, sort of an array of pelvic floor dysfunction. So just not only bowel dysfunction, but, you know, bladder urgency, dyspareunia, and up to a year. So again, um, really good um, outcome. And then, yes, I think um, the other one was the, in terms of the session with um, um, new products as well, and this new sort of um, um, sensor that can actually um, differentiate between intraabdominal pressure and pelvic floor strength. So again, so quite a good of innovation there going on. So yeah. What about you? Um, so yeah, no, I love hearing about that, particularly things like this pessary self-management. It's so relevant to us today because I was literally just reading about how we're going to do our COVID recovery and all our long waiting lists for our pelvic floor patients. And if we can get something like that going, um, then it'll be really a benefit. Um, so we were really excited this year because we had so much colorectal input. Um, we had five colorectal workshops, which is um, the most that we've ever had. Um, and our colorectal kind of membership has gone up. So we were really, really excited. Um, so the workshops that we had were um, in particular um, the transanal irrigation one, which I really enjoyed, which Paula, you were, you were chairing. Um, and from my point of view as a colorectal surgeon, it was lovely to see it how it really works because quite often obviously I just send the patient over to the physiotherapist or the nurses and for me to see what actually happens there was was brilliant um and the other workshop which I absolutely loved was the pelvic pain workshop um with Elise D and the thing that I loved about that was so encouraging because you know she was so honest about the fact that these patients with pelvic pain are so difficult to look after but she just gave little hints and tips with difficult cases about how to manage them and it made me realise there's not always a, you know, a, a straightforward answer. You have to try different things. You're not always going to find it straight away. And actually, it's quite inspirational. And going on from listening to that workshop and enjoying it, we're now going to set up and try and set up um, a dedicated colorectal pelvic pain uh, clinic and work more closely with our, with, our, um, with our pain colleagues. So I think that was a fantastic and very, very practical workshop. Um, I attended that workshop myself last year 
And I think I really like in particular the whole mixture between practical elements and the, the old sort of scientific um, backup to do what we do in general as an MDT, right? That workshop um, is, is a, it's a good popular one, but it's a good um, um, design. So, yeah. And it shows as well the difficulty that we all have, regardless of your specialty and your area of work, is, is that group of patients that we all, that I think we always thirst for, uh, for more uh, pain management, isn't it? Yes, and the, the patients don't know if, when they present with their pelvic pain, if you're a urogynecologist, a urologist, or a colorectal or physiotherapist, they just turn up with pelvic pain. And so we need to have an appreciation um, you know, of all these different things to do with the muscles and everything, which wouldn't be naturally something that as a colorectal surgeon I would have a clue about. Obviously, as a physiotherapist, that's your bread and butter. But yeah. to hear that all explained to me was, was, was fantastic. So I really, really enjoyed that and I'd really recommend um, watching that workshop. So in terms of the rest of the colorectal ones that we had, um, we also benefited from, from having two other hands-on workshops as well as the transanal one. So we had the anorectal physiology one, um, and we've got feedback that that was really, really fantastic. Um, and they're really hoping to um, resubmit that one for next year um, because there was quite a lot of interest from people. And then we also ran an ultrasound one as well, um, looking at transperineal and transvaginal endovaginal ultrasound. And those practical sessions, I think they're normally really popular because people get a chance to actually look at the images and work out what they're looking for and have lots of opportunity to ask questions. And there were lots of people there who are hoping to start doing ultrasound scanning. And that was a really nice introduction for them. So hopefully um, that went down well and it was helpful for people um, going forward in their, in their clinical practice. And um, those practical workshops, it's so lovely to be able to do them face to face now. We tried to do an ultrasound workshop during the pandemic online. And it just wasn't as satisfying. It wasn't as satisfactory at all because you really need to be able to show people the images again and again and have a chat with them about what they think they can see um, in order to get practice in interpreting the images. So it was really lovely to be face to face and be able to be able to practice that again. I mean, I think I always said, I think in healthcare, it's really good to have a look at the all the scientific um, research. And, you know, sometimes it's, you know, really good to hear that because you you know you come it sort of um consolidates what you're already doing and, but i think there is an element on in all of us about being hands-on and practicing things right i think obviously that depends on how everyone learns but i think in all of us there is that part of trying before we do it so i know for example that from the physiotherapy point of view next year there will be an interest in you know that sort of ultrasound specific for physiotherapists because there is that difference between diagnostic versus no diagnostic. So, you know, um, but um, I already, I, I didn't participate and already, um, because we obviously, people, some people know that we work together that, you know, had a really nice feedback on Saturday as well. After oh, the workshop. So yeah. That was yeah. Fun. And I, I think that that's one of the, um, one of the um, unique things about ICS. There's not another conference where they have that much hands-on, um, experience, not from a colorectal point of view anyway. Um, and the workshops just really are a unique thing to ICS where it's really, really good to have that opportunity to do practical workshops and to hear from individual um, people about the way they do things. So that's a re real sort of uh, an amazing indivi individual thing which is unique to ICS, I think. International Continent Society podcast. 
Find out more about the leading organisation in multidisciplinary continents research and education at ics.org.